1: Hey guys, Julie Stewart Binks here. On Drinks with Binks today, we sat down with ESPN legend Dan Patrick, who picked water for our drink of the day. Exciting guy, that Dan Patrick. During our chat, we talked about his illustrious career, his new show, and his reunion with Keith Olbermann before leaving the mothership. Get yourselves hydrated and buckle up for a very special Drinks with Binks. Welcome on in to Drinks with Binks. I am your host, Julie Stewart Binks. I always have to think about that because sometimes I'm drunk when we start <laughs> the show. But today I'm not. I am so happy to be joined by one of my good friends, sports broadcasting legend Dan Patrick, host of the Dan Patrick Show. You've been on NBC, ESPN. You've been in Adam Sandler movies. We've been in a sauna together. It's been a
2: while. We had clothes. We had clothes on <laughs> in the sauna.
1: Yes, we did. Disclaimer: We did have clothes.
2: And remember. Who was it? Michelle Kwan was in yeah. there, the figure skater.
1: Michelle Kwan, Chris Chelios, Jay and Dan. It was it was a great time, um, and we're gonna dive into more about that in just a second. Oh. But Dan, on drinks with Binks. Okay. I don't know if you you might have gotten the hint. Sometimes we have some drinks on the show. I okay. asked you what you wanted. Yeah. And you went with water, which was well, kind I, of a downer. Well, It's early.
2: <laughs> it's early.
1: I mean, I
2: start with water, five and then, then I, I chase it with tequila. How's that?
1: Yes, yeah, so that works. That works. And also, as I said before, it's okay to anyone oh. watching who doesn't drink. See,
2: I thought this was my water. And I was gonna go. <laughs> wow, we're, we we got a yeah. Planter. We're getting weird already here. Yeah, on it's the gonna show. be difficult to drink so the water. So we out got here.
1: some nice old H2O for you. Wow. This is to show that you know what you can have a good time and you don't have to be. Fucked up. It's okay? called edibles. <laughs> it's called edibles. <laughs> oh yes. What? What? We've got a uh, what? Our, our It'll se- kick
2: in by the time this interview. <laughs> oh
1: man, I'm jealous. We we're working on season two of Julie Stewart uh, rugs. Okay, like <laughs> drugs.
2: I don't know. Oh, I thought you were talking about this rug <laughs> yeah. here. I was gonna- t-
1: Well, we also, we're gonna do a whole thing no, you on guys, just beautiful rugs around town. No, you
2: guys no expense with the decor around here. This is really, really nice.
1: Yeah, it is. It's like my own apartment, but uh, nicer and not mouse infested. So, a little bit good. Um, all right, well, Dan, what oh, we do on oh. this show, first of all, I asked you where you'd like to have our, your drink today. You said you let me pick. So I picked uh, a very special spot in our relationship. A sauna? Well, in Sochi. Oh. So Dan and I met at the Sochi Olympics, and we're gonna take those things oh. to the Dead Sea and to the beach and enjoy our drinks a little bit nicer. I I,
2: I did not have not a good time. Not the Dead
1: Sea, but that's like Manhattan Beach, which is also great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did not have a good time in Sochi. How come? I just I never I didn't enjoy those games. I I don't know. It was it was weird because you know, Putin spent so much money, who knows how many billions, like 45 billion. And he had like he had a fake city. It was a pop up yes. city where you would think that there are buildings and houses and they were painted <laughs> pieces of plastic. And I went, that's not a house. So they, it was like they couldn't get everything done in time. And then they had this amusement park in downtown the the olympic village but nobody could ride any of the rides because they weren't bolted down so it was like look but don't touch and i went oh my gosh this is a make-believe olympics
1: it was strange and even in there was a roller coaster that just like ended (laughs) they didn't
2: finish fully they they uh, did not finish yeah it It
1: was it was a weird olympics and um i remember because i was with fox at the time and we had they had built a hotel for us which was probably not uh, we shouldn't have been allowed to be living in it but we came over to your hotel to use I know. the gym where we also really weren't allowed to be doing that either and i remember you on the elliptical though you worked out every day yeah yeah <laughs> you guys had some nice saunas and baths no no
2: we did it was really a nice hotel but i i was not i didn't have fond memories there
1: right okay and that was your last olympics that, that you was did.
2: my no, I did Rio. You did Rio, okay. Yeah, thanks for watching.
1: Yeah. Um, but I <laughs> well, did... I'll, I'll watch nah, it, it on tape today. Yeah, it's better
2: that way. <laughs> uh, don't want to spoil the ending. But I, Rio was... I didn't enjoy Rio either. I loved London. Okay. The London games are the best games. I've, they were spectacular. Everything was great about it. But the interesting part was, whenever the royal family would show up, it was amazing that an event would start when the royal family s- sat down. Wow. I went to see uh, Usain Bolt run, and uh, I I remember that all of a sudden uh, it was uh, one of the royals came in. Now we were waiting, it felt like an interminable amount of time for this race to start, and like what are we waiting for? We were waiting for somebody to show (laughs) up, and all of a sudden they sat down, runners take your mark, Usain Bolt finishes, you know, the 200 meters. The Royals get up and leave, oh my gosh. and I went. You know, they must have been popping around to all these places. But I will say, they embraced it. Uh, they went to a lot of events. Uh, you know, volleyball, beach volleyball was spectacular. The scenery. I loved London. I thought they did a spectacular. Well, it's job. a
1: great city, but you would have thought it would have been so log already overcrowded. Many. Spots, they they just did a wonderful
2: job it, in okay. sort of mapping it all out. And you had Olympic lanes and you could get around, and I just, I loved it, I loved it.
1: So you loved London, you didn't love Rio. No. Over, through, okay, why, how come?
2: I just didn't, I don't know, there was something about it that, you know, I felt we were detached from it. Because when you go to the Olympics, and this isn't a boo-hoo moment, but you don't get to see much. I would be in my hotel, I'd go to the the uh you know olympic village that we'd go to our broadcasting center i would spend eight to ten hours there and then i would come back because you couldn't there wasn't time to really go to things and so you felt like i'm i'm at the olympics but i might well not be at the olympics yeah and the same with sochi as well i'd go see a a couple of uh hockey games but that was all i saw so when people go, boy, how are the Olympics? And I go, I don't know, tell me, you watched them.
1: Especially as a rights holder, like you're not going out into the city, really. We were
2: told not to go yeah, we into downtown <laughs> Sochi.
1: Told not to go into the city. And
2: I, I meet this guy and he's, he's a security guy and he's a bomb expert. So he gets drunk one night and he starts <laughs> telling me all these horror stories that could happen if we go downtown. And if you go downtown and then you make sure that you walk in the front door and then you go and know where there's an exit and you got to look for the way. I was too afraid to leave my hotel.
1: Especially from a bomb expert. Guy. Oh,
2: I know, but he he's scared. Also, I'm
1: me. worried that he's getting drunk in any capacity. Well,
2: he, he <laughs> they had a vodka night at our hotel.
1: Sounds about right.
2: And I said, why isn't every night vodka night at the hotel? But they had a vodka expert in there and our security guy got hammered. He started telling us these stories. <laughs> and we're like, I don't, I, this isn't good.
1: Sounds like everyone's just getting drunk in Russia and living Well, that, all that was out. all you could do. Mm-hmm. That was it. Well, that's all we did. Yes. I mean, every, by the end, I was I learned what a panic attack was because I've been drunk for forty three straight days. Oh, like, was that, oh
2: that's not oh, a drink. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, I that thought was, that was a drink. Yeah, yeah, It was a panic attack. <laughs> I am gonna say, all, all right, I'll try. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: we're sipping water, but uh, we've shared a couple tequilas before. That's true. Um, that's true. We um, have. So, but
2: but you're you're an all timer. Like you're, I think that you could. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> well, how much do we want to reveal on this show?
1: Oh, yeah, we have plenty of time. OK, so, all right, OK. Uh, we're going to take a quick time out. Oh, wait, like, I, but
2: I was... What a great to tease, to...
1: though, from the broadcast well, When we come
2: back, I'll tell you how much of a partier Julie is.
1: Ooh. Welcome on back to Drinks with Binks. We are drinking some H2O with the one and only Dan Patrick. And Dan, we forgot to do this, my bad, in the first segment, but I'd love to cheers. Oh, oh. Let's toast to something good in our lives. So what are you what are you happy about these days?
2: Um, 32 years of marriage.
1: Wow, congratulations. No, not, I've
2: been married longer than you've been alive.
1: Well, I've been alive for 32 years, so.
2: Well, there are a couple years where. Well, that was your your career was dead, but you were.
1: Oh, oh, okay, all right. Wait, are we back? Yeah.
2: Oh, we're back. Um, Yeah, I would say that. You know, that's uh, and I got four great, great kids.
1: Wow, that's great.
2: And you know what? I didn't. I I put my wife and kids on hold for, probably about 15 years when I was at ESPN, because, you know, I'm working second shift, and it was so important that I like I was trying to get ahead I didn't know where I was going but I it was so important that my job was so like I made it too important and so when I left ESPN the major reason why was my wife said and I have three daughters uh, with my son and my son as well but she said they're all gonna be grown up by the time you get done with this contract and I I decided that day I was gonna sign a contract extension and I I said no Wow. And I, I remember calling her up and saying, because she told me that morning. She said, you know, it's a five-year contract extension. And I loved ESPN, but, and I was afraid to leave. And then I said, no, you know, it'll be fine. And I'll be, I'll be around the kids. And I, my daughters were 9, 13, 9, 11, and 13. And I, and I started to think, she's right. Like, right. the most important time for me as a father was going to be for these girls at that age and i just remember saying what am i doing like you know right. like, yeah. what am i doing and i said i'm going to turn this down and i left espn and i called her up and i said i'm coming home she goes okay i said "Hun, i just quit espn <laughs> she goes okay i go nobody quits espn hun and then she goes if we have to sell the house we'll sell the house and it, it it resonated with me she had the perspective, as she always does. I didn't. And I went, God, what would I be without you? And, and you know, I did the right thing. I came home and I, I got home and I sat around by myself for six weeks because the kids had all, they had their lives. Right. Yeah. They were yeah, they, they waiting doing, for you. No. So I sat <laughs> with the family dog. And for six weeks, and I went, I just made the biggest mistake of my life. And then I, you damn kids. Like, I'm home because of you. (laughs) Love me. Appreciate me. I'm home. And then, you know, after a while, a couple of years, they finally did.
1: Then you realize the six weeks, because going from, you know, such intensity at ESPN to then... Not at all. That's got to, it's almost like a, an athlete finishing playing.
2: Well, it, it's like retirement. You know, when somebody says, Well, how long are you going to do this? And I go, I, I've already had retirement. Mm. It was that six weeks. I never want to be retired. Like, I, yeah. I, I got to do something. And people go, Oh, it'd be great to just sit around. And I go, No, it's not. It's am oh, sorry. Sucks. Yeah. No. Even the dog was tired of seeing me. <laughs> like, come on. Hey, you want to? Hey, where are you going? I was like, Damn it.
1: So when you were at ESPN, like, I mean, I understand the hours and the shifts, uh, just it's it's not conducive to family life, but did it really take you away from pretty much your home life entirely? Yes,
2: because I would, I'd get home, I'd work uh, from, I'd get in at 10 in the morning, to ESPN, Mm -hmm. do a radio show from one to four. I would sleep in my office, I had a sleeping bag. So from four to five, I slept. And then we had to write SportsCenter. I would get done at midnight get home at one have a couple of beers get to bed so i didn't see anybody during the week the kids so i would get home they'd be in bed i'd wake up and they'd be in school oh
1: my god and i
2: did that that was my con i did that for three years stupid but i was so afraid that i wasn't going to get another job in Mm -hmm. the business in fact i had a boss who said you're over the hill you're washed up you're over the hill and you won't get another job while he's Offering me another contract, not in my mind going, well he's offering me a contract, but I I never I went boy he must be right if I leave here, then you know I'm going to commit career suicide, so I was, I never had confidence at ESPN like I was always nervous that somebody's going to come in and go uh, hey you you're done come on get out of here
1: where do you think that comes from?
2: Oh probably growing up where I I was always insecure you know but i made myself insecure because it made me a better athlete like i wanted i wanted doubt i wanted to doubt myself and then all of a sudden you go wow i'm uh, spiraling downward i'm i have doubts about like i'd never ask out a girl ever ever they always had to like you know send a you note wait for them do them you come like to you? me yes or no wow that must and have
1: been a long time waiting then yeah
2: it was but uh You know, Amy Lakes came to the rescue and (laughs) God love Amy. Uh, But I was really good at basketball. So because of that, you know, my identity was in my basketball. And then all of a sudden I got to college and I I realized that I wasn't gonna be able to play and then I lost my identity again Mm -hmm. and therefore I didn't have any girlfriends. And then I got into TV and then realized, oh, Oh. now all of a sudden I got better looking. 100 girlfriends. How did I get, I didn't get better looking. (laughs) I didn't. And somehow, I there. you know, then you had somebody who might have liked you a little bit. Like, oh, you're on TV, you look a little better.
1: I mean, everyone Hello? looks, uh, but, s- someone likes you when you're on TV, right? It's just, that is they think true. you're cooler than you are. That,
2: we're so overrated. We are. I
1: like it. It's like we, yeah, you know, Dan Patrick and I. <laughs> we, we're pretty. You're uprated. underrated. Yeah.
2: You're underrated. You think so? But as you know, we went to break, and you teased this. How great a drinker you ah,
1: are. I was hoping we had a <laughs> video. <up. laughs>
2: so you, you, Julie sends me videos.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: She sends me pictures.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh... She
2: sends me. She sends me things that even her boyfriend Spike doesn't get. Okay. All right. Uh, so. <laughs> And and I appreciate that, but I I marvel, I truly marvel that you, you're a party favor, like you're you're a party in a box, and I I, there are times I don't know if
1: that's a compliment or
2: not. (laughs) Well, with drinks with Binks, it perfect. Okay, but she was playing golf one time with hockey gloves on. Yes, yep. And I went, damn, is she good? No, down to beer, crushed it threw it away, and, and then, then you teed whoop. off.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a classic move of mine. I mean, it makes people think I'm cool and good at golf, but I'm literally just
2: I didn't think you were good at degenerate. golf or cool. <laughs> I thought, like I just said, I want to party with you.
1: Yeah, okay, I, well, that's, I, I, that's I did good. Want to, that's I at least a, a nice feeling. I wanted to
2: party. Is that, is that a compliment?
1: That is, yeah, I think so. Because you're mean,
2: good at it. You're
1: Again, I just I, I'm worried I, now about my health. Like, okay, this is this is all fun and games and then I go to ten thousand bachelorette parties. So I'm like, all right.
2: If I was a woman and I was getting married, I'd hire you for my to run my bachelorette. Well, I
1: appreciate that. No, Maybe and I, you never know, right? Thirty two could end. So You're, you're
2: good. <laughs> you're good. Okay. Well, now well, I got like two We more, resume our regular schedule. Yeah, I got program. two more
1: bachelorettes coming up next year, which I'm kinda over it though. Like I'm over the chugging the champagne, the strippers, the, you know. What's just...
2: your bachelor at party gonna be like?
1: Oh God. It's, it's, I'm gonna die. Do you right? think you'll get yeah. married? Uh, Yeah, I do think Do you wanna so. get married? I think so, yeah.
2: You do? Yeah. Do you think that you sabotage relationships before? 100%. Okay. <laughs> but now you're, <laughs> it all of a yeah. sudden got what pretty this? fucking serious, <laughs> didn't this? it? Yeah, you were happy listening this? to me. <laughs> The melting yeah, down with my family. I'm trying
1: to think of something like Patrick's. This is like uh, so St. Patrick's Day. You, so you
2: sabotaged.
1: We all do, don't we? And on that note, we're gonna take a quick Another time break. Out. But
2: coming up, <laughs> coming I'm gonna up. tell you about
1: <laughs> What are we gonna discuss? We're gonna discuss a whole lot more.
2: Oh, that's not a good tea.
1: <laughs> Didn't you know we finished? Bye. We'll see ya. Everyone, welcome back to Drinks with Banks. We are rocking and rolling with our waters here. We are staying hydrated. It's like the first water I've had in a month. <laughs> I'm here with Dan Patrick, and we are really just getting into the nitty gritty of our lives at this point. You told me you wanted to redo my profile, my social media profile. No,
2: no, I, I was gonna just try to enhance it a little bit. That's why I'm telling some stories where people are really gonna get to know you a little bit.
1: I think like I do a good job of letting everyone know everything about me. I just told them All some the things time. that they did not know. I mean, these are still like new coworkers of mine. So they also don't know like my boyfriend's name is Spike, you know, like things like that. So okay. it is and he everyone.
2: Looks, <laughs> he looks like John Mayer.
1: Yeah. We'd As shine. Julie
2: tells us all the time, <laughs> hey, look at Spike. You know, he's. people say he looks like John Mayer. Now, when she did this to us the first time, we started singing John Mayer songs in the bar that night. Mm-hmm. Georgia. I've been driving up 85 in kind of morning.
1: All right. <laughs> because Georgia, know Georgia is... That the song's name's Georgia, and that's your daughter's yeah, name. Yeah, a daughter named so Georgia. So that was that was perfect. And you you know John Mayer. Yes. You know a lot of you know a lot of celebrities, and especially one. Well, you do too. We both do. I, again, you and I, you know, we're yeah, basically but the I same. I didn't date him. No, you. No, I did you not didn't. date. Yeah. Him. And but going back. to...
2: <laughs> is it, are wait, you wait, regretting but going is this? Wait, going back. Is this a bad idea? <laughs>
1: Well, we still have a lot of time left, so we'll have to see just how bad of an idea it is. Okay. But I think it's a great idea. Okay. It's it's fun to All banter right. with you. Okay. This is just like as if we were going out for dinner or. When
2: do you know? How do you know what your best side is?
1: Oh, I, I, I knew you were going <laughs> to.
2: How do you know what you like? I don't have a good side. Do I have a? A, a side that's not as bad?
1: It depends what your perspective of your best side is. So How do you know
2: that that side I don't have, your best side? I
1: don't have like a symmetrical face. Well, nobody does. No, really good looking people do, that's what they say. People who, if you look at someone and you're like, wow, that person's hot, it means their face is symmetrical. That's like science, okay? No,
2: no, but women see beauty differently than men do. Yeah. So you can say, boy, that guy's good looking, and then I go, what do you see in John Malkovich?
1: Yeah, and yeah. you're
2: not going to go, oh, his face is symmetrical, <laughs> right?
1: Yes, you're okay, right. So I'm that, not going to say that. that. See, that's what if you
2: we see, we see, you know, just surface beauty.
1: Yeah, you see, like, like you guys the, see what's created. Sugar in, daddy, yeah, you know, she looks like John Mayer, yeah, like you yeah, know, yeah, those kind yeah, of yeah, that kind of stuff. I guys want to know, um, are you hot? Yeah, yeah. For guys, it's like basic. It's like, oh, does this girl look like? A porn star.
2: But how can you guys not figure us out? We're really, really simple.
1: No, we know that.
2: I know, but women will say, "Oh, I I can't figure men out." And I go, "What's there to figure out?" It's
1: more just like we figured it out, but it's just like how do we deal with it now? Like how do we, how do we try to have like some kind, some some semblance of a relationship with this Neanderthal? I don't know what where we're going with it. No,
2: no, I'm just wondering <laughs> if if this makes you want to get married.
1: Um, I mean, as a my, my parents are divorced so I have a real grim outlook on Ooh. relationships. Which and what
2: about Spike's
1: Cause for um his dad passed away when he was younger. So we both grew up we'll in We'll
2: edit that out. Yeah, we're going to edit this segment <laughs> out though in this. post. Yeah, yeah
1: we're going to yeah. cut this out. Um, yeah, but
2: uh, back to your profile. You found your profile.
1: Yeah, so uh it just basically like how do you feel you I don't know. I I I don't know which side is like technically better, but I like this, I like this side. And I didn't even tell them I wanted to sit on this side with the camera, But like. every
2: picture you send me.
1: But then it's like my you're, smile's kind of weird on this side. It's like.
2: But every picture you send me, you're always showing that side.
1: Yeah, because I only send you good pics. <laughs> I know, <laughs> am I. am gonna I, send you one like my gargoyle side.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you have a good side. God, I'm envious of that.
1: Hey, that's such a oh. <laughs> You have both you have two good sides there. No, you know, that's, that's all. bullshit.
2: You're just saying that. No. Okay. So what's the next question?
1: <laughs> well now that we've figured out what sides we have in this. Well, cheers. Some of the uh cheers. 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 Yeah. Um, By the
2: way, these are not really like I I can put that over there. It's just <laughs> For display, like it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, the whole the whole thing. you can still hear just me, just right? Doesn't...
2: Like I can put the microphone. All right.
1: No, no, no I'm not. You're drinking. not even drinking.
2: I know. Could you? <laughs> You're not
1: even drunk. Oh man, yeah, this has really gone off the rails with us just having nothing. I don't think anything. you've seen me drunk. Um, either. no, but I've seen you have a couple cocktails. Yeah. What? On the topic of drinks, like, what's your best drinking experience in like a sporting capacity? Like we talked about Sochi. But, you know, on the
2: road... Like competition?
1: No, just like, if there is, you know, what, what kind of event when you've traveled on the road or with different broadcasters or friends, like, what's mm. been your
2: best sort of... You no, know, the last people you want to go out with are fellow broadcasters. Because you know what happens? All they do is talk about themselves. Hey, how great am I? Hey, what'd you think of... And you're going, could I stab myself and be less painful right <laughs> now? Like, could I... Like, I'll do it. Like, just a flesh Oh, I'm bleeding. I gotta go. Um,
1: You're hanging out with the wrong broadcasters. But a lot of them do talk like that.
2: Yeah. No, I don't enjoy doing that.
1: I mean, I traveled with the Anaheim Ducks for three years, and the broadcast team I had was incredible. It was like... We would track what cities we were going to, see what bars were where, what was open late. We just had such a great time together. And that's what made the job so good because you just had this like great family of people.
2: Yeah, I, I liked the people behind the scenes at ESPN. They were a lot of fun because they didn't have any agenda. You know, They weren't, they, they just, if you went and you had a beer with them, then you had just a normal conversation. Right,
1: it's just a normal person. But if
2: don't go out with fellow sportscasters. Yeah. Ugh, all we do is want to talk about ourselves. Right. But you don't. Like, you're pretty good I at I love that.
1: talking about myself. I know, okay. but you're
2: pretty good at, you'll, you'll ask occasionally, like I'll, every- I'll, I'll,
1: I'll occasionally drop like in one, a question every once in a while. five
2: things about you and then one about me. Just
1: to, you know- That's the ratio. And
2: I go, okay, there's four things about Julie, there's five <laughs> things, key. oh, the next one's about me. <laughs> well, guess what? I have I mean, plenty what more you questions think? about Oh, wait, another tease? Lots wait, more questions coming
1: your way when we come back break. after the break. Good
2: God, how many commercials? <laughs>
1: Welcome on back to Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks. We've got Dan Patrick. We're drinking some water.
2: Julie got yelled at during the commercial break. I did not. Yes, yes. I was just. I think it was a guy named Mike who came out and said, <laughs> uh, profile, like your profile, you're showing too much profile. <laughs>
1: He was like, can you turn your face the other yeah. way? This one's not gonna do it we're for us. We're seeing too much
2: of the back of your head.
1: <laughs> I was just so engaged in this conversation, asking you questions, and I wanted to ask you a couple more. Okay. You mentioned drinking with sports broadcasters isn't your thing. Mm-hmm. You were just back at your old workplace. Yeah. At ESPN, yeah. and it was it was really neat to see you, obviously, with Keith Olbermann yeah. again, and it was a surprise, because no one knew you yes. were doing the show again. Yeah. What was that like How's
2: for you? was profile.
1: It's always good, Dan. You wanna hear that?
2: <laughs> it's never good. Um, I, I agreed to do it. Initially, I was just going back. They were going to have uh, kind of a group where everybody at ESPN got to show up for this town hall meeting. And I said, I'll go back for that. And they said, well, what would you think about going back on SportsCenter? And I said, no, because I, I can never be as good as what I once was or what people remember mm-hmm. me being. I didn't wanna to try to do it. And, and then I, the more I thought about it, I thought, okay, if I go back and we do it, you can't tell anybody. right? Because then it'll be fun. Because I wanted it to be somebody watching going, oh, uh, there's clips of Dan and Keith. And all of a sudden they would go, oh, holy shit. Oh, they're doing SportsCenter. And Scott Van Pelt was wonderful. He was generous in letting us sort of take over his show. And I said, let's do a couple of highlights, but I don't want to try to recreate that. It was nice being on there with Keith, but you know, ESPN, I don't think could process not promoting it because oh, ESPN yeah. loves, they lead the league in promoting. Yeah. And I went, no, no. I'm with Chris Berman and Bob Lee on campus that afternoon. They did not know. And I said, this is awesome. And then all of a sudden, you know, words start to you know, trickle out. And I said, let's just get it done. And then, then it was over. Like I'm, I'm officially retired from SportsCenter. And uh, it was nice to see Keith and some other people that I work with, really the people behind the scenes who they're the unsung heroes, but I was glad to go up.
1: So what doing it, having the concerns that you had had about going back with Keith and doing the show, how did that end up turning out versus what you thought it would be like?
2: Oh, it's never as good as you think. I mean, it's not, but it, it, But that's me because I wanted it to be great. And And then, you know, my wife said, If you're going to do it, just have fun with it. Don't expect it to. Because I would grind over every sports center I did. I just wanted it to be perfect. I used to watch every single one. I'd get done with it, and I'd have the tape, and I'd go up and watch the entire Mm -hmm. sports center. And I, I, I don't know what I was looking for. I was looking for imperfection, and that's not a way to go about it. And then I started, then I stopped doing it and just said, you know what, it's done, it's out there in the ether and let it go. And, and that helped me a little bit because I'd look at how my tie was tied. I'd look at everything, right. how did I sound, everything. And I became micromanaging. And I was really undermining myself and I just said, just, just have fun, just have fun with it. And we're, everybody thought, boy, you're having fun. Our job is to make it seem like we right. are having fun. Like, you can't have a bad day anchoring sports No, because people won't let you. They're like, come on, you get to be on TV talking sports. And and it it took a little while for me just to say, basically, fuck it, you know? If you make a mistake, the best thing, and I always tell young broadcasters, if you make a mistake, own the mistake, because then you're with the audience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times you make a mistake and then you're not sure how to act. We would make mistakes, we'd mispronounce you'll love this one, Nikolai Habibulin. When he first got called up, I called him Nikolai Kabibulin. <laughs> and so it just sort of became... It's every, great, it, Every time he would be, it, you know, in goal, I, you know, we, I'd call him Kabibulin. Then you have people that say, hey, his name is Habibulin. I'm like, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, I, I, just lean I, into okay, it, right? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's fun that yeah, way. Yeah,
2: but it, it's so many memories. And I, I did probably 2,500 sports centers. Wow. And they're all live. And that's the other thing is, you have to be great at the end of your day. How many jobs do you... you, you know, if you're a, a heart surgeon, I don't think you're waiting for your... At the end of your day no. to be... I don't want to be operated on at the end of your day. No. You know, At the beginning of your day or in the middle of your day. And you had to be great at the end of the day. And, you know, it was live. But I love that feel of it could go horribly wrong.
1: Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. But that's
2: the fun part of it. And Keith Oberman was... A tremendous teammate, tremendous. Uh, And and it's really two people, two individuals, but you're trying to do it together. Mm -hmm. And I'd be on with Stuart Scott and we were completely, we weren't friends off the air, but on the air I had to kind of compliment his style. So everybody that I worked with, it was my job in my mind to go, okay, Bob Lee's the serious one. I got to have fun. Right. Keith, he would be funny one segment, and then I'd have to be serious. Or he'd be serious, and then I'd try to be a little lighthearted. Kenny Mayne was always lighthearted. I had to be a little more serious. Stuart would be so over the top that I'd be more subtle. So you really had the game plan of who you worked with there. But, um, God, I can't believe... I got that opportunity, because I I was really, really fortunate.
1: Yeah, it seemed, when I've been hearing some different quotes you've had about the whole experience going back, that it it almost um, puts closure
2: for everything. Well, as my wife said, because I moved on. I didn't have a good divorce from ESPN, Uh, and it's been 13 years, and my wife said, how about you think of closure for other people? And I went, why? And she goes, these people may not know how to have closure with this. And it was actually great. You know, damn her, she's really good at these things. Yeah, she's
1: been throughout your entire (laughs) career.
2: And she she just said, it'll give people closure. And you'll be surprised that it'll give you closure as well. And she's right. I was happy I did it. Because I got to see so many people up there that I wouldn't have been able to see if I didn't go back there. And, uh, you know, it was good to go back but it was good to leave too mm-hmm. like i knew i was going i love what i do now i love the people i work with we have fun i'm the boss i'm hr i'm everything and oh God. and so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but wait are we going to break again
1: <laughs> well you know what i'd love to hear more about what you love about your current situation but we've got to take a quick time out we'll have more coming up after the break on Drinks with thanks
2: Am I distracting? All right, Uh, you are also the stage manager here. Two, one.
1: Thank you so much. Well, Flynn is over here not doing
2: shit, and she just does (laughs) makeup, and she should be doing floor directing.
1: Well, we all wear a lot of hats here on this show, so I'm sure Flynn, our makeup. Flynn played basketball at the University of Buffalo. Yeah, she is quite the athlete. Um... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> give it up for Flynn. She's make, uh,
2: moving on up to Florida. Actually, see you make that segue there, Julie.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. So before the break, you talked about the Danettes and about your new job and yeah. not new. I mean, you've been in it for many third, years yeah, now. Yeah, long time. Yeah. And Polly and Seton and Fritzy and Perlop, Like all these guys are are so they're great guys. How would you describe like what your relationships like with them now versus you know when you guys started?
2: so many years ago? Um, I, they're just friends. Like, we laughed so much. it—it it was, And that's why I wanted to show even behind the scenes. So when we first started, I said, okay, simulcast a radio show. How can it be interesting? I wanted to have a man cave. I wanted to have a golf simulator, basketball. Like, I wanted to have movement there. And then I said, can we film... When we go to commercial break on radio, can we film that on TV and show people? Because they always wonder, like, what happens during commercial breaks? Mm-hmm. And then we, we show you what happens with commercial breaks. And, it, it you know, you're on for three hours, and, but we show you everything. I mean, we've, we've shown a lot of things we should never show on TV, uh, but that's the fun part of it. Right. And they sign up for it. But I'm right there with them. I do the stupid things as well. So it's not like I go, hey, you guys do the stupid stuff. And then you're all in it together. Yes. And and they've, you know, we we've been in a couple of Sandler movies, Mm -hmm. you know, Sandler put him in a couple of movies. You know, we rang the belt, the stock exchange. We we've been, you know, we've done all these things. A
1: lot of bucket list type of things.
2: Yeah, it was it's been a lot of fun. But when I first started I, I didn't want to hear me, I was tired of hearing me. And I thought, if we have an ensemble where you almost have a studio audience that gets to interact with you. So when you say something funny, you laugh. Say something stupid, they call you out on it. Say something wrong, they correct you. And I wanted to have that kind of platform, that format that was different than everybody else. But I needed to have guys who were different, and but they were sharp uh, and, you know, Seaton uh, is a bright, really bright guy. Paulie's been in my ear for a long time as my producer. Fritzy's hysterical. And McLovin is smart enough to play dumb. Right. And, and so you just have all these personalities. And it's just, you know, three hours goes by so quickly. And they allow us to just do it. I never have anybody, I don't have a boss who said, "Will you, don't do that or do that. Right. Never. Well, you That's guys all good. have
1: great chemistry. Like, it, it yeah. works, it's sort of like a team, right? You you figure out your strengths, your weaknesses, you have them, well, you you're can't like the team it. captain. Yeah, right? you
2: can't, like, people go, you know, how how do you guys get along? Or, I just said, I, I don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. You just do it, and then that way you you know we don't talk about strategies or anything it's just
1: just natural if yeah yes and you just kind of go it just go, happens
2: right. and you go off on a tangent which i love because that's how my mind works i have a hard time staying on something and i'll be on this and next thing i know i'm over here and i'll go how did i get over here but
1: but they're they're also there to kind of yeah. and uh,
2: and they know business. that you know there're times when that umbilical cord is taking you and you're going i don't know where he's going right. you know you're sort of george clooney and gravity, like I'm floating out there, but we're having a good time drinking. You're
1: having a good time, yeah. I mean, I exactly. don't know why you're there, but you're having a good Do we time. we have to
2: take another commercial?
1: Uh, no, we don't. Oh, um, good God. Now I know that you've, I've really enjoyed hearing your stories about the Sandler movies and just like your, your relationship with him. Mm-hmm. What would be something that would surprise the regular fan, the regular person about Adam?
2: Well, first of all, there's no regular person. You're all special in my mind. I just want to let you know. <laughs> julie may think he was average or <laughs> normal i think you're special people every single one of you all seven of you okay thank you're well, hopefully really? we got seven this is a big <laughs> night then um sandler is he's he's a probably the same way he is on camera he, he's one of those guys that, and if you've been out with comedians, they don't always laugh because they want to be the funny guy.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Sandman will listen and he'll laugh. He'll let you be funny or funnier than him, uh, and he's generous. And he's he. I always look and see how people treat my guys, the Danettes. So when Brian Cranston comes in, or Will Ferrell, or Sandman, or Darius Rucker, they say hello to the Danettes first mm-hmm. because they walk in and they see the dennets and then I'm over here at my desk. I want to see if they acknowledge them because that tells me a lot about them. And that's what I love. When somebody says, "Well, what's Will Farrell like?" I said he's he's just what you think or yes. just what you would hope. Brian Cranston the same way. You get those people who are mega stars and they take time for our little show and they they come down to our level yeah, and i i'm very 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 appreciative of that.
1: So you played a bunch of different roles in some of his movies. If you were to, you know, pick your dream role, not necessarily in an Adam Sandler film, but on the silver screen, what would it be?
2: I don't have any aspirations. Like i i'm around it enough. I think i've been in 7 yeah. I just shot my 18th Sandler movie.
1: Ooh, when? And
2: i was up in Cape Cod, I, I play a school principal for a Halloween movie. Awesome. But I, I couldn't do that. Like, they make it look so good, but you sit around and then the takes and then the angles, close up, all of that. I, it, I couldn't do it. Like, yes. I. It's cou- a long day of shooting. Oh, my God. Because I'm only there for one day, and then you spent, I spent 14 hours on set and I'm gonna be on camera for probably 60 seconds at the most. It's exhausting. And I, I said to Sandler, I don't know how you do it. And, and you know, he, he agreed. I mean, it is, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's tough, but I watch these guys. That's when, when you see a performance that's emotional, how many times did you have to do that? Mm-hmm. And then they'll do a reversal. Okay, now we're gonna do a close and I'm going, God love them, man. Yeah, I crying, different I things, things like
1: that. But then, hey, hosting a three-hour live sports radio show is probably difficult for them as well. Yeah, so they can not do it. Yeah, live. let me see
2: Daniel Day Lewis do what I do. Yeah, yeah I I mean, can come do, on, step
1: up, Daniel. Yeah, you Day-Lewis.
2: can be Lincoln. Big deal.
1: All right. Well.
2: Wait. We going?
1: Well, we got to take uh, one more time out. Maybe another one after that. But uh, when we return, we've got some quick hits, some real juicy, you got cards? juicy questions, oh! <laughs> and, and you will wanna hear the answers to that on Drinks With Thanks. <laughs> Hope you're liking the show. As always, kindly give us a five-star rating, please, and subscribe to the podcast. Who knows? We might even read your review on the air. And now, let's get back to the action. All right, welcome (laughs) back to Drinks with Pigs. i got Dan Patrick telling me when I'm supposed to speak. Yeah, this is tartan. Now, is is
2: that in style?
1: Very in style. Plaid. I like to call these my comedy pants because I wore them, wear them, when I do stand-up comedy. Oh, okay. It distracts nice. people from the actual performance. Okay. All right, we've got some quick hits for you that we like to ask all of our guests on the show, you being the second guest. I was
2: gonna say so, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um First off, what do you think is, what do you,
2: Am I supposed to be looking at you?
1: Um, I don't know. This is, again, the only, the second time we've done this, so. Like, I
2: feel like this is, okay. is that my camera there? That, there. Okay. That one. Okay, right there.
1: Okay, so what do you feel is something incredibly underrated? With me? In the world.
2: In the world. <laughs> um the person who came up with these questions i think yeah, they're dan. really really dan. underrated dan
1: is getting married this week so he's not yeah to he see is his mailing story.
2: this shit in today cuz <laughs> these these questions yeah yeah good luck okay. i'm going to take the under in your marriage dan <laughs> all
1: right what is an occupational hazard of your profession that most people wouldn't realize sore throat okay from just getting sick or speaking too much? I
2: just gave you the answer. I don't need to give right, you an explanation.
1: Okay, well, spicy okay. here. If you had to pick three childhood idols, who would they be?
2: Can they still be idols now? Like, yeah. why my uh, childhood, Just when you were a kid. Like, when I was a who kid. did you idolize when you were a kid? Uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, Pete Maravich, and. Uh, Keith Jackson, the football announcer. Okay. And Brent Musburger, too, but that's four. But and
1: you were a kid when he was...
2: Well, he did that the first uh, pregame show, Brent did. And then Keith Jackson was the voice of college football. And Ali, I, I was yeah. always fascinated that he was telling you what he was going to do. Like, all these guys now are pretenders. Like, Ali was a badass, man. He was saying, I don't want to go to war. I don't have anything with the Viet Cong. They didn't do anything to me. Um, you're going to take away my title. All right, I'll come back. I'll eventually win that title. And then just all the philanthropic stuff that he did. Uh, unfortunately, I met him when he he couldn't speak any longer. Mm. Uh, but I was around him and his wife, Lonnie, and you know his eyes still sparkled. And he was, he'd always shadow box with you, and he would do magic tricks, and I just... There was something about him. He was a whole lot, and it wasn't until Atlanta Olympics when he lit the flame that I think America finally embraced him. Okay. But you know he was had Parkinson's. You know you could tell that he was was fragile and shaking, and I think that's when America finally said, you know what, this guy's a fucking hero.
1: Yeah, I mean, what an incredible idol to have. Um, Two tickets to any sporting event in the world. What would you choose?
2: Oh, gosh, I've been to just about all of them. I know. Um, because I wouldn't get the tickets, I'd just use my press pass get to get in, free. then I don't need to get You'd the probably tickets. Be then I would scalp sweet. the tickets, yeah. and then end up at a pub. That's
1: the hard part, when you work in sports, it's...
2: Yeah, um, I would say Wimbledon, mm. because I haven't, I haven't been there. I was gonna go when Pete Sampras won.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: And name drop, he invited me to go there, and that's when he climbed up into the stands to hug his parents, and and I missed out on that. And I just, I think it would be cool to go.
1: You've never been to, to
2: Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Yeah. No, I've been to Wimbledon, but there was no tennis going on. It seems like a, <laughs> it is a, leaves a lot yeah. to be
1: desired.
2: <laughs> You're going. Wow, like this miscalculation
1: is miscalculation on really your
2: part. Boring. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I mean you've been to pretty much everything. As you said, you've you've done it all. So when you've done it all and it's your job as well, it's a little bit True. You know, it's a little bit
2: different. What's the next question?
1: Um that's it. So wait, that's we're you... not done, but
2: Oh wait, another break? <laughs> no, not a break yet. Oh, we're done. It's... Oh yeah. no, we got it. I mean,
1: more. and you know, speaking of all the different things you've done, if you had to, you know. Whittle it down to one or two sort of moments in your career, sports career. What would they be or events that you've covered?
2: Handing out the Super Bowl the first time, Super Bowl trophy uh, in Tampa. And it was Pittsburgh against Arizona. And I was watching on the sidelines. So Arizona takes the lead. Larry Fitzgerald, touchdown. And Pittsburgh gets the ball back with around two minutes to go. So they're 80 yards away. I'm on the sidelines. And Steve Young, the Hall of Fame quarterback, is there and he's doing play-by-play and play color of what it's like to be in that position as the quarterback. So I got Steve Young telling me what Ben is doing and how incredible it is. And I'm, it's surreal because I'm gonna hand out the trophy. I don't know who I'm handing the trophy out to yeah. because pittsburgh got a score. So I'm thinking, what are my questions for Arizona? I got Kurt Warner. I got the Bidwells. I got Larry Fitzgerald. And uh, okay. And then Ben gets the ball back, and then he's leading him down. I go, God, I could be, you know, maybe the Rooney's. And then it's going to be Ben. And then it's who's going to be the... And he throws the touchdown pass. I get to the podium... I don't know who the MVP is. Oh my gosh. So it's, it's chaos. I got the commissioner coming up and he's going, hi Dan, how are you? And I'm going, hey commissioner, like, who's the MVP? <laughs> who's? And then all of a sudden I see, I think it's Joe Namath starts bringing the trophy up. So I, Ben's here and Santonio Holmes is here. I think Ben thinks that he's winning the MVP. I don't know who's the MVP. So I'm yelling. It's so, it's so crowded, so chaotic. And I got my producer in my ear going, hey, you got to get ready here. You know, we're going to throw it to you. And I go, who is, the MVP? who is the MVP? And they're like, and then somebody yells out, Holmes. I go, Holmes, Santana, oh, Santana, okay, thank you. And all of a sudden, Joe Namath comes up and appears like in five seconds. And I'm on. And oh then I go, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell. And I hand him the microphone. Wow. Well, you're told, I've, I've handed out the trophy five times. You're told never give up the microphone. Right. Ever. Ever.
1: Speaking of which, I got to take that microphone back from you right now. Are we done? Uh, no, we're not done yet. We got to take a quick break. And then yeah, I definitely want to hear the this, this end of it. the story. And then the, well, we got to go to break. We got, <clears throat> sorry, old man. We're going to have to cut you off here, right now. Uh, we'll we'll be back Can with I more
2: on out out <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>
1: All right, guys, okay. we're back on Drinks With Banks. We heard really great no, story I don't, from I'm you. No, I'm not going to tell. We're, we're going to have to hear it on social, the rest of it. A great teaser. <laughs> but but that's it for us here on wait, Drinks With we're done? With
2: you Banks. made me sit through the Thank commercial break. Thank you breaks. so much
1: for being here, Dan. You're the best sport ever. Thank you. Can't wait to have you back well, on again. Are we done? We're done on Drinks With Banks.
2: Good <laughs> God. See you later.